Hello and welcome to Expansion Pack episode. Well, I don't know what the episodes are in these. Welcome to a Nintendo Main Expansion Pack, uh, the members only, super secretive, uh, you know, monthly podcast where we talk about extra stuff that isn't news of the week related or thankfully not top fives or top tens related because that was like the last few, however many episodes we've done. But, uh, you know, we're, we're here. We're your hosts. It's me, Trey, and Jeremy and John. It's you me, know, Jeremy. You know us. It's me, John. I thought that we would do. Uh, I thought we'd do something a little different because, uh, you know, we do so many video game based episodes, and I like want to do something that's not video game based, but it's very adjacent to video games. I mean, they're very. They might as well be similar. I mean, there's you know, there's games based on it. There's you know, there's ones that come from games and back and forth and all that. And that is anime. That's what I wanted to talk about, which we do talk about somewhat on most of our episodes, but we never really do like one that's just like specifically about that. It's kind of hard anymore not to talk about video games without mentioning it at some point. Because yeah, because they're right. very they're very similar. Well, I mean, you know, they like I said, they kind of go back and forth. Like there's there's shows based on games. There's games based on shows. Like you see in a lot of the Japanese style, you could see like very much like oh, this game is like an anime game or whatever. You know, like. Uh, I remember John mentioning, like, on one of our news things, like, a month ago, a month, few months ago or whatever, saying, like, uh, you know, talking about a Persona show, whatever, they're making a Persona show. And you were like, well, could no. that be a show? And I didn't realize that it's already been a show. It's already been no. multiple anime. Uh, they already did a, there's Persona 5, the animation, which is a show that's actually on Crunchyroll, which you can watch. So, I mean, a lot of these have already been, a lot of uh, video games have been shows. And a lot of them, when I started watching, uh, I don't know, when I first started watching it, like, or trying to seriously watch it or whatever in my adulthood, like, a lot of it just reminded me of cutscenes from RPGs. So, I mean, it's you can see, you can really see the influence in there, but from back and forth between the two of them, I think, so. Oh, yeah. In fact, there was a time when I was like, one of the things that made me most jealous about PlayStation was that they had anime-style games with cutscenes, and N64 really didn't yeah lack the ability to do cutscenes. i just thought that was like so cool so when i got my dreamcast I, I was like seeking out those games with an anime influence like i got i got jojo's bizarre adventure that was my first yeah uh it, foray into jojo was through that dreamcast game and so yeah there's a lot of back and forth between anime and video games and a lot of these anime that we'll talk about probably have been video games at some point so there's also what, uh, we, what we talk about it's been in like recent years as i've been reflecting on things i used to like watching when i was a kid there was actually one that came to mind that i did some a little bit of research on and turns out full-fledged anime that i was into when i was a uh, single digits age well do you want to i guess uh, i guess we could segue to our to like the first stuff that we watched and all that and was... i'm probably gonna go i'm gonna go back and forth between saying anime and anime i try not to it's fine it's just how i i always called it a nine <laughs> <laughs> At least nobody calls it Japanimation anymore, which is what they called it when I was growing up. Oh, I remember that. You know, I remember that in high school, people definitely calling it Japanimation and all that. And I was like, wait, what? Whatever you do, don't call it Japanese anime. Yeah. It's redundant. Well, it's also like, I don't know, when you come down to like the, the brass tacks of what anime is, like, I guess Looney Tunes kind of fall into a lot of the same qualifications to where it's just like an American anime, really. That's what I've heard. Classic <laughs> what, cartoons. What just, it just means animated. Is basically yeah, the, it's just what, there's, what the, there's cartoons. What the what it breaks down to, yeah. But of yeah. course, it's you know it's become uh, you know that term of course is mixed mixed with you know well Japanese Japanese anime anime I guess would be the way you pronounce it. Whatever I don't know it doesn't matter pronounce it whatever you want. How about this question? How did we first all come across anime? 
Well, I was thinking, um, I was trying to think back on all the stuff that I've, you know, because I think that, I think probably, and I thought maybe this was for a lot of us, but I think the first I ever saw was Voltron, right? Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that was probably one of the first things that I did, even though watching, uh, and I'll get into it more later, watching um, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam set, felt really familiar to me when I watched mm-hmm. it. I felt like I'd seen it before. But that also could have been that a lot of the people who designed the mechs in Gundam also worked on Transformers and stuff like that. So it's like a lot of the same art and all that. So it could have been, could have just been so familiar because it looked, because it looks like, and it was in the 70s too. So it was like, you know, the Gundam mechs were before the Transformers and all that. And I know that some of the, some of the artists worked on both. So that was probably why, but because I was like, yeah, I I was was like, did uh, I see this? Because it felt so familiar. I felt like I had watched it before. mm -hmm. Like when I watched the original, original Gundam stuff. Yeah, I'd say I'd say I it's fair to say Voltron for me too, but I yeah. knew it as toys. I didn't know it as a TV show until I, knew, I found out it was a cartoon later. But for me, mm. it was just the toys. That's how I thought of it. I think we all probably had a moment when, like later on, when we were introduced to anime properly and knew what it was. Didn't you all go back? I know I did. Like go back in my mind, like 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 cycling back through my memories to Voltron. And like wait a minute, wait a minute, that was anime that was anime yeah. and or speed yeah. race that that was anime sure you know, yeah. like so totally. i connected those dots it was like wow it's been here all along i did watch speed racer in high school i uh, i do remember like we when i was a kid i i uh i did I, I you know i liked i liked voltron all right but i but i didn't like that like the that the lip syncing was off and i didn't like how mm-hmm. the eyes were super huge and i remember thinking about that when i it's kind of like the same way uh when I found out what like quote unquote punk was or like pop punk, I guess, where it's like, Oh, they just got fake accents. It's really dumb. Like, you know, that's what that is. Cause it was just like green day and, and all that crap. But uh, at the time, but it was the same. I was like, anime. it's just, they all, they all got big eyes and the, and the, uh, and, and the, and the sink is off. Right. Like what, why do people like that? Yeah. Like, that's what I thought. Like when I was younger, you know, when I was in grade school, but that was before I'd seen anything else. And I, I guess I, I didn't really get looped into like the Dragon Ball craze and all that sort of thing. That was kind of, right. that was kind of past me. I missed out on like, that's when it went like mainstream in the U S for the most part. I mean, that's when it became, you know, you were seeing, you could go to Kmart and buy a Dragon Ball Z videotape at that point. It, it kind of turned me off later for stuff that I love now. Like I was kind of turned off for, from the art of like Dragon Quest games because it looked like Dragon Ball, just because I didn't like the people <laughs> in high school who liked Dragon Ball. That was why, like I had never seen it. I just didn't like the people who liked it. I, that was that was like a lot of things. Like it took me a long time to watch South Park because I hated all the people in my high school that liked yeah. South Park. So it was like truth be told you about had to both kind of those things though. It. South Park, South Park, and Dragon Ball. It was like it was a very wide net of who it caught up in it. You know, like everybody loved South Park. Everybody loved, uh, and so I mean, it happened with Family Guy, which I never liked. Family, family Guy, guy. <laughs> was pretty funny, but never, never liked that show. Now everybody <laughs> likes Family Guy, and do they? No, it sucks. Oh yeah. Really? I don't well, know anybody who back does. Forth on it. Except yeah. for maybe you do. Maybe you two do. But I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Just sure. doesn't like it either. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I but, never got into it. I thought it was really annoying. Well, so how about what, when did we all first come across like anime, the anime proper? For me, it was, um, I saw, it, it was one of two things and they happened around the same time. I can't tell you which exactly was first. One was sci-fi channel started playing anime late at night like late on friday nights like 2 a.m they would do uh anime movies and so i would catch those every once in a while but then the other one was through columbia house remember columbia house with the cds they said you pay yeah. a, oh yeah you get like 12 cds they had a program where you could do the same you pay five dollars and they'd send you first it was akira that's how i got 
Akira. And then second, it was um, it was a movie called Wrath of the Ninja. That's how I got that one as well. So you'd pay her $5 and you'd get your first VHS tape. And then every month they would just send you one for free without any prompts from you. And if you wanted to keep it, you'd keep it. If you, if you, it was, it was like, yeah. It seems no like a wonder great it deal. didn't last long. I mean, everybody, everybody probably copied them and all that, but I would watch them for free and then send them right back. Oh, sure. No shipping, yeah. no nothing like oh, yeah. that. I didn't even think about doing that. Well, I remember uh, we we had like, we had Columbia House movies, like my mom and I did. And, and if you opened it at all, you mm. couldn't send it back. Like the whole thing about that. If you opened the package, oh, really? you couldn't return it. So. Yeah. So I don't know if it's... Maybe they learned from their anime program that they certainly didn't make any money on. That seems pretty huge for the time, though, because a lot of these shows were, like, pretty hard to get. Like, as, as what I've heard, like, you know, people who got a hold of, like, Evangelion and stuff like that in the 90s. Like, that was, like, mm-hmm. a treasure. You know, I don't know. I remember watching uh, Project Echo through that. I remember watching Record of Lotus War and a bunch of others. Hmm. Eventually, I don't know why I, I stopped doing that. Maybe I just went with it until they, they went bust. I don't know. But that was how I really came into it. Yeah, and I never never even heard of it happen. It just seems like a thing that was like too good to be true at the time. But it's just it it seems too good to be true because I've heard stories about people like you know trying really hard to find specific things, and you know it was like what if if Suncoast didn't have it, it's like where do you get it from? You know back then, or you right. send money to some person that might take your money and send you something or whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. it's back in that time where it wasn't really you could find really stuff reliable. at like um, flea markets and stuff. They'd have like bootleg stuff. I, w- I would go to a lot of comic conventions, like small town, like small time comic conventions, and they had a lot of stuff. Like you would find a lot of like mm. more rare movies. Like I remember, uh, I bought a bootlegged copy of The Crow. I think I told you that, John. Like from my comic book store, store that somebody recorded in the theater before it was out. So that was the first time I watched The Crow. Oh, yeah. Was on was like a nice home camera recorded version of it that the, that somebody at the comic store got. I don't know how much I bought it for. Maybe like ten bucks or something like that. Same thing with the uh, when I watched the original. Uh, uh, Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie like that was a bootleg because that was never like released you know so it was all like for a while it was like trying to find the best copy of that you know at various uh, comic comic conventions and stuff like that but I kind of got more into that sort of thing than uh, than anime and I don't think I really I mean I watched you know I watched it like in college but I don't think I really really got into it until later in life and I'm still not really full into I mean I'm trying to get into it you know I do like it but it's not I feel like it's a big dark spot in my in my interests, and I've actually been trying to watch a lot more of it now. You know, I especially like some of the new stuff. Like I'm trying to be, you know, stay on, stay on top of things and all that. Yeah, there's definitely an intimidation factor with anime. I think where so many people are like really, really into it, and it's almost it seems like it's it's like a where huge do you start their lives. Yeah, yeah. Where do you start? I feel the same way that you do. That that I I'm a fan of anime, but but it's kind of intimidating uh, to like dive in and call yourself like a real true fan because so many people they're they're it seems like a big part of their life is anime uh, and so i would call myself a uh more knowledgeable than than the general public about anime but i wouldn't be so knowledgeable as to call myself an otaku and count myself among those people who like really really know all the thousands and thousands of movies and series that are out there sure I mean, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to be like a gate holder about it, you know, or, or whatever gatekeeper right. about it, where it's like, well, if you haven't seen this and you don't know it or whatever, you know, like I, there's so many different uh, types that it's just like, I mean, I say if there's something that you like and you watch, then cool, you know, but it, but sometimes I went, like I went to some, uh, I went to some like anime party with, with Kevin one time and I just felt kind of like, 
an outcast because I'm like, I, I'm like, I didn't watch all of the Evangelion episodes and all the different translations. I don't know what these people are talking right. about. You know, it's like they were very, you know, they're just very intense about it. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, sure, you know. <laughs> but I, you yeah. know, I feel, but I did feel a little bit like I was, uh, like I, I was behind in the on the knowledge of it or whatever. I went to Anime Central with Otis uh, one time, and that was a lot. Of, it was like 2005 or so. That was a lot of fun, but I, I felt my, I found myself looking for the video game related stuff and you know focusing more on that. And everybody else, uh, you know, the wider convention was what they were trying to to look at. You know, I, I just like I felt like I'm the video game guy who's looking for video game stuff at the anime convention. That's how I felt. Sure. I mean, a lot of a lot of shows have you know a lot of shows have like multiple games and stuff like that, but a lot of them don't get here, come out here or whatever. I don't know. It depends on what year you were there. Like, I'm sure there's more video game. They've all kind of like melded a little bit more now, but I don't know. Yep. But yeah, look, it was, uh, I guess I, uh, what I was trying to say earlier is I, I kind of missed out on it. Like, I didn't see, what was it? Um, What was it called on Adult Swim? I don't know why I can't think of it right now. Tsunami. Tsunami. Yeah, I totally missed out on Tsunami. I guess it was maybe because I was a couple years older. I just didn't watch it or didn't care. Or I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I ended up watching some Speed Racer stuff, but I thought that was on MTV, but I don't know. I don't remember. Tsunami was probably a lot of, I mean, I think that, that brought a lot of people from our, to it. from our generation. Yeah. That yeah. was probably most people's in, yeah, for sure. And I remember that, uh, yeah, they had Dragon Ball was on there of the initial lineup, Dragon Ball and uh, Thundercats, which I guess you could call an American anime because it, it, it was actually it's, it's so bad, though. By, <laughs> that show was so bad. I mean, well, it, I mean, it was yeah. for children, it was for five year olds. No, right? I mean, no, I mean, was, like the, an, I mean, like the animation, it was like the animation quality and the, and the voiceover oh, is not great. The, an, the, not, the animation quality on that show compared to other children's shows at the time was like fantastic, and that's because it was, I believe it was a, a Japanese or Korean studio. Um, I mean, maybe it was you know, better than He-Man, which also looks like ass if you've watched any of that. Yeah, lately. it was definitely better than He-Man. But they yep. use rotoscope stuff for that too. But it still looks really bad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you did you ever watch Silverhawks? That was even worse than Thundercats. I tried. I, I liked it at the time. I, I mean, it was one of those things. Like, like I've said many a times, like nostalgia. I it doesn't like. I was like, oh, Thundercats. I remember that as a kid, and then I watched it again, and I'm like, this show's bad. And then I just stopped watching it. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Mm-hmm. Same thing with He-Man. Like, I loved He-Man when I was a kid, but that show's awful. Like, the, the original one, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. doesn't do anything for me. doesn't make me feel younger or whatever. makes me feel like I'm wasting my time on a dumb show. Thundercats was animated by a Japanese studio called Pacific Animation Corporation. Yeah. So that's why it looks so much better than any other kids' show at that time. Anyway, well, yeah, I guess that was... I mean, the Toonami was kind of trying to probably somewhat pull on the... Uh, Mm-hmm. nostalgia strings for that just be like oh hey this I is think, a show that you used to watch so watch it again i mean i think cartoon network just had a shit ton of stuff in their vault as it was like a lot of the original shows they were making were based off animation cells and stuff they already had you know like c lab aqua teen yeah. fucker host and well yeah yeah of course space ghost Funger started host? and all that <laughs> you uh, knew what i meant aqua teen <laughs> i think it said funger host i, I like i like that version <laughs> aqua teen funger host thing. yeah no i know i know what you, i know what you mean but i think for sure, uh, Toonami was like when it became, you're actually waiting for the next episode. It wasn't just something that was on TV that you were watching as a kid, I guess. I uh, I really liked Sailor Moon. I was super into Sailor Moon at the same time. I watched that and yeah, Dragon Ball that, on that there. Early on. Mm-hmm. I remember Sailor Moon seeing that around 92 or so and and, and Dragon Ball around the same but time. But it was part of Toonami as well, so I was yeah. watching that. It may not have been the original run or you know the original lineup, but it was part of it when we were watching Dragon Ball every day. We'd also watch 
Sailor Moon and even Pokemon at that point, you know, that was uh, a I guess, super mainstream I guess that anime was a, that everybody was watching. That was one that I really got into when, when mm. the Pokemon games came out, came around. I was so into the game that I was watching the show too. So that was like, they did really go hand in hand like that for me. And I did watch a lot of the original, of the original Pokemon cartoon. So, I mean, that Same. was, and I used to, I used to watch it at, uh, at college at LCC where we were at. And I got a bunch of people to watch it with me in the, in the lounge and all that. So I kind of made it a whole thing. I remember that. I think I mentioned that before. I kind of made my own little like Pokemon cult. And then once I had like gotten all the Pokemon that I wanted to trade from everybody else who I had convinced to get games, I kind of just abandoned the club after that. <laughs> and it was just like, you know, done. So if I personally was going to go all the way back to when I was watching an anime fairly regularly and really liked it, um, was a show called Noozles. I never this saw was that. on, never this was on Nickelodeon back in the late eighties. Uh, it says I'm looking at the, some articles on it. It says it was like 88, I think when it debuted on Nickelodeon. And that was like ideal time for me when I was getting babysat by my great aunt and my uh, cousins, they would just let me watch TV all day. I suppose, of course I'd watch like Nickelodeon and then they like, I think switch over to PBS and then switch over to like uh Disney, uh, Disney VHSs that they had. But I would literally just watch TV the entire time I was there. And one of the shows that was on was Noozles. And I loved this show. Um, Turns out it was an anime. N double O Z L E S. It was originally called a what was it? Also known as the, the Wondrous Koala the, Blinky. <laughs> the Wondrous Koala Blinky. Yeah. And I guess it, uh, Japan was. Uh, okay. Yeah, I remember this. There was something called Koala Mania happening in Japan where they were. I think, it's still, I think it's still happening. <laughs> you can go to koala yeah. clubs and stuff like that. There. I mean, it's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. They're so kawaii. There was. Did they? Okay. So did did they also call it the Little Koala? No, that's another one. That's another one because he looks like the little koala. Yeah, Adventures of the Little Koala was later, but I don't know if it was the same people who made it. But that was on Nick that, Jr. But that yeah, that didn't air until like the nineties. So you would I wouldn't have been a kid anymore. Well, I was a kid, but I wasn't watching. You know, I I was five or six when it first came on in Nickelodeon. That's when I was I remember watching it. So um, I I I really liked it because like unlike a lot of the cartoons I watched, it had you know, an actual over, there was a story between episodes, even though each episode stood alone, you know, there's this whole story going on. And basically you're a, it, you, I'm talking about this like it's a video game. Sure. Uh, the main character is a, a 12 year old named Sandy and she's living with her grandmother and her dad was an archeologist, but he just kind of like went missing and uh, nobody really knows what happened to him. And so that's kind of a, that's sort of a overarching like mystery of the show. But on top of that, her dad had left her this like stuffed koala and she gets it later on or whatever she gets it. And she discovers that when she rubs her nose against the koala, it comes alive. And so that's kind of the whole thing. Sounds familiar. Mm. And there's a, uh, there's another koala. So his name's Blinky and then his sister's name is Pinky. And she's this little tiny uh, pink koala that can fly. She basically can do whatever she wants. She's like a god. And that was the craziest thing I remember as a kid, just being like that little koala can vanish and appear anywhere can make can make anything appear like she was a god i did and uh it's just such a strange dynamic to add to like the show because like and i don't remember i haven't actually been able to find very many episodes of it on youtube i'd love to watch the whole show if i could find it but um the uh the i just i was just like i don't know it was just so weird you know it wasn't like any other show i was watching as a time at the time as a kid so it really stuck stuck with me and then you know i forgot about it and then, yeah, sometime a couple of years ago, I was like, wait a minute, 
There was that one anime at the koalas. Like I was totally watching anime and I did some research and it took me forever to figure out what it was even called. And it, it kept bringing me to adventures of the little koala. And I'm like, no, that wasn't it. Like, and eventually I found it called noozles. I never, I, I just don't think I ever would have remembered that as the name noozles, like, which I guess is another name for like an Eskimo kiss. Yeah. Of, um, the, of the nose touching. But yeah, which is probably anyways, there's a whole other place where all the koalas are from called Koala Walla Land, and it's like in another dimension. And they can blink the show. Yeah, they can go between dimensions and like fast travel because of that. So there's just a lot of like sci fi and fantasy involved in you know, on the on top of the fact it's a talking koala. She just has her normal day to day schoolgirl life, but then she has the addition of all these crazy supernatural things that are happening. So it's perfect for a kid's show. Thanks for so, reminding me of another show that was on Nickelodeon. It was on, like, I think it was on every Saturday. It was an hour long show, and it was Grimm's Fairy Tale Classics. Which oh, I, I remember, remember watching. You remember that? And I can remember I watching that and thinking, like, oh, this looks so different from any other cartoon that I'd seen. And, you know, come to find out later, it was actually an anime that was brought to the U.S. by Haim Saban, same guy who did uh, uh, Power Rangers. I guess yeah. that was his thing, was importing other shows. I mean, this was uh, this this one was also um, Saban Entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. Wonders Koala was or Noozles. And the Noozles actually has it goes back to let's see. Uh, series was directed by Nomuro Ishiguro, who had worked on Space Battleship Yamato, Yamato yeah. and Macross, which eventually became part of Robotech. So I guess he's like kind of has a, a, a. You could probably follow him back to to the to the mechs. Yeah, I was looking as at- you can most animators. Yeah, I was looking at him because, uh, yeah, because he died uh, ten years ago, right? Yeah, but that yeah, was probably that... yeah. There he is. Because there was another person that died recently that I was thinking of that was a writer for, um, uh, was it Cowboy Bebop? But that's a different person. But also wrote on on, mm. Mac, on Macross. That's why I was kind of confusing them together. And Astro Boy, that was like an early, early, early one. <laughs> Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. 
Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. <laughs>